So I wanted to pick a bottle. One guy told me, nine, 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 nine. So I should get out from here. I met him particularly. I said, what do you take me as? Is it because you see me picking bottle? Does it mean that I'm just a, a junker or a trash to your eye? The guy started looking at me. I tell him, I'm a full grown up human being. I don't do this because I want to pick bottle. I do this because that's where the situation pushed me into. I can walk. I'm 100% strong to walk. So don't look down on me. And don't take me granted because I pick bottles. I'm a human being like you. Welcome to the Bridge Radio. We are in live in uh, Trampoline Ousset. Uh, my name is uh, Barley. I'm host with uh, Catherine and uh, Eden. And uh, we, ha we have uh, Nana, the pretty one in the radio, the wizard, so, you know. And um, we'll talk about um, um, the world to work and uh, how um, migrants try to organize to the work to work. So in the first uh, program, we'll uh, okay? yeah, uh, we have uh, Tona and Frederike. They, they work in a camp. There is a places exhibition. And uh, I will try to make a welcome from you guys and try to explain about camp and uh, also about the exhibition. Thank you so much, Pali. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Trampoline House. I'm very pleased uh, that you are here for this very special event. Today, uh, the Bridge Radio has organized uh, an event. We're making live radio right now, which is why there's a little bit of an echo. Uh, but it's quite remarkable to be part of a live radio program. Um, the event today is about uh, migrant workers who are here, who are struggling to get the same rights as workers, the same good working conditions as Danish workers. Um, and we are here to hear from Metro Workers United, who've been working to organize as uh, construction workers on the Metro in Copenhagen. And we're also here to learn from Therese, who was an au pair in Denmark and has now worked as a counselor trying to organize uh, au pairs in Denmark for more rights. Workers' rights, of course, are related to the struggles of asylum seekers. We have a lot of asylum seekers in Denmark. They also have very few rights. And it also relates to immigrants in Denmark who experience being uh, discriminated against because their name is Mohammed or Hassan 
or Nabila and not uh, Morten and Søren and Kirsten. So there's a lot to learn here from people who are organizing from the bottom up. And times are difficult in Denmark. So thank you so much for organizing this and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Jonna. So as I say, um, we have uh, two parts in this program. We will start to uh, introduce uh, people here. We have a few guests. There is uh, Robert and uh, Marius from uh, the Metro Workers Union and uh, Therese for Upper Network. So maybe after you explain to us more about that. And uh, we have Nick for Compass. This is the organization to help uh, people that are sleeping outside. And uh, we have John for the chairman for Mount Construction Subjects. Um, maybe, uh, Catherine, you will start to explain to us in a few words the program, what is it about? Mm. Um, thank you, Pali. And thank you for everyone coming here, even though it's snowing outside. Um, we are going to talk about uh, how migrant movements are organizing here in Denmark. And um, the first part of the program is about this. And the second part, uh, we invited someone from the Danish Union to talk about how to work together with the Danish unions and the issues and uh, the possibilities. Um, And I know that uh, both the group that we invited here have tried to work in different ways with, them, with the Danish Union. So we will hear about uh, how this is going to work. And before we start, I know Eden will make a small introduction about the uh, work uh, here in Denmark. Yeah. Hello everyone, thank you for coming. Uh, today we have a program about workers, migrant workers and struggles. So right now I just say the statistics show how many people coming to work here in Denmark every year. So last year, 2017, more than 200,000 migrants from different countries. Most of them they are from Poland and Germany and Romania and some other European countries. So to, to, we have some guests here. We are talking about which kind of possibility they have to come to work in Denmark and which kind of struggles. So thank you for coming and stay with us. Thank you so much, uh, Eden. But uh, also in some points, we will try also to understand a little bit the law. What is the law say? We'll try to read uh, the article uh, 23.1 is a universal declaration of human rights. They say everyone has the right to work, to free choice and employment, to just have favorite condition of work and to protection against inappropriate. Universal declaration of human rights, United States of nation. So I think in some way like Denmark also was part of the human rights. So it's also to understand some points like 
when you say something, you have to make application on that. And when you don't respect that, so, so it's against the human rights. And I think, Catherine, can you explain us uh, more specifically here in Denmark, what is the situation? Actually, I would like to wait for that for when we uh, talk to our uh, our person from Compassel who is working with this uh, legal aspects of coming here to work. Um, just to explain that this uh, migration work, it's not new. It has been going on for centuries and almost uh, 50 million Europeans actually moved to United States for work It's not only going one way, it's not only uh, people coming here to Europe to work. Like historically, all over the world, people have always moved to work. And this is uh, also important when we talk about the right to work, because everyone of us uh, with Danish citizenship can go other places in the world, obtain legal right to work. But there's these... Uh, laws that don't apply to every anyone or everyone so this is uh, like the main issue today um, and i think it's uh, it would be nice if uh, you could introduce yourself um, marius and robert and you're from uh, an initiative called metro workers united in the and you've been organizing in the in the metro in copenhagen so if you can just introduce yourself shortly Hi, my name is Marius. I'm uh, here uh, and working to the metro for almost uh, four years. I'm uh, from Romania and uh, I'm, a, I'm a chairman of, uh, of Metro Workers United. And uh, uh, we struggle to, to organize the people here. Hi there. I'm Robert, and um, I'm taking part of the Metro Club. I'm a concilier, so um, we are trying, and uh, I hope that we can do it, but it's very hard for us to make understand the people how uh, to get them rights. So hope that uh, we can do it. So can, um, can you both start to just explain about your personal experience when you came here to, uh, to work? Like what are the main struggles when you come here as a worker? I come here uh, almost four years uh, before and um, uh, I find to the metro 22 nationality, uh, different people and uh, with a lot of problems. Uh, the people who come here in the metro um, are confronted with with a lot of problems because they are feeling alone and uh, the company try to profit uh, uh, about uh, this uh, this these people it was very hard to organize these people because uh, the fear was the the main problem of this uh, these people and uh, in the metro 90% of 
that workers are uh, Italian, Romanian, uh, Polish, and Portuguese. And with the help of the union, uh, 3F, we succeed to, to organize these people. And uh, we organize in uh, one big club named uh, uh, Metro Club. Uh, the, the problem of these workers are, are a lot. Uh, is the problem regarded by safety of the work. Uh, the safety in the metro was not, in my opinion, of the level of uh, this country, Denmark. Uh, another problem was uh, regarding by, uh, by payment. The payment was uh, very, very low for this hard job. And uh, many companies don't respect the, the right and the, the, the minimum pay for, for this job. And uh, uh, we succeed to, to change something and uh, beat the fear of the people and make, uh, make unite in these clubs. Also, the, 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 the person in the metro have problem with uh, authority in Denmark. Didn't know to, to make the... To, to, to make a child allowance, uh, to, uh, to manage the situation with cat. And the, the little problem who, for the Danish are, are not a very, very big problem for the workers was, was a big problem. And in the Metro Club, we hire some translator to, to help this guy and uh, solve uh, this problem, especially with the authority in Denmark. But... Um, the, the job is not done, and uh, uh, I think uh, what happened in the metro in these uh, few years, uh, all the problems regarding by the safe, uh, safety, regarding by the payment, and uh, uh, in some points about discrimination uh, uh, in the metro, uh, maybe it's a lesson for the, for the future and uh, in the future project, because in their month uh, coming uh, a new project, uh, uh, will not be and uh, so 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 many problems. Thank you so much. Uh, I think I will ask you a question, Robert. Kind uh, of the same question I was asked uh, your partner. Like, what difficulty did you face when you coming to Denmark to work? Also, like, did you have any contract? and any security when you work there? Yep. Uh, first day in Denmark. Yeah, it's like first day in school, you know. You come here and you find a new system. You are and you're trying to understand, but the, the, the thing is very difficult because you are coming from a part of the world that you don't have this. You don't have so many rights in your country, maybe, because it's not. Uh, there is, um, I don't know how to, to explain, but when you come here and uh, there is someone that is going to give you a hand to understand the, the, the rights that you have and the obligation that you have, because most of us is uh, saying, okay, I have rights, so I can do everything. No. If we have rights, we have even the obligation. So you must understand how to act here in Denmark like foreign workers because it's very difficult when you come in a country like Denmark and uh, 
you find a contract in Danish. And you're going to look at this contract and you're going to say, okay, I have a contract. What is this? You don't going to say no because you need a work. Now, you need a place, uh, a job to send money at home or maybe to feed your child. So you cannot say no to a job when you come in, in Denmark. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to work. But the problem is... Uh, in another way, because after one month, maybe you're gonna take the money and it's gonna be a few money. And you're gonna ask, why I take this money? Yeah, because you signed a contract when you, uh, where you are saying that you want to work on this money. Uh, it's difficult not for only for the foreign workers that uh, we have right now in Denmark. It's, uh, it's very difficult even for the others that is coming because right now in Denmark is coming a lot, a lot of foreign people. The problem is if we cannot organize right now uh, the people that we have in Denmark is gonna be very, very hard to handle with some more. So the, the, the problem that I have in the beginning was the barrier of language and uh, the, the laws in Denmark. The system, SCAT, something that not even now I understand. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have a lot of problem like foreign workers. But we will see. Maybe we can handle it. Thank you so much. I think, Eden, you will try to present uh, Therese. She's close to you. OK, hi again. Uh, now we have another uh, guest here. Uh, she will present herself. And then I will ask her some questions. Thank you, Edin. Um, I'll just sit down if that's okay. Um, I would like to present myself that I was an au pair in 2008. I was also an au pair counselor with au pair network, but currently I'm working on a different project. But I can give a little bit about what I'm doing later. Okay. Uh, hello. Yeah, uh, I would like to ask you a question. Uh, uh, personal experience, what difficulty did you face when you come to Denmark? In 2008, I could say that coming to Denmark as an au pair with an idea, signing a contract saying that you're supposed to just work five hours a day, a maximum of 30, uh, 30 hours per week, was a very ideal thing for somebody who hit her midlife crisis and she just wants to leave the country. So I signed my contract thinking that upon entering Denmark, I'll be free to do the things that I'm supposed to do because it was supposed to be a cultural exchange program. Um, the, th the reality in being a au pair in a Danish host family was totally different from the one that we have in a contract. I was working from seven to seven and it was hard in a way for me to and I think this is one of the flaws that I can consider see in the au pair program is that it's hard for you to, to say the boundary whether you are 
actually part of the family? And where does that stop when you are supposed to be cleaning or doing the things that what, um, what we have in Southeast Asia, uh, like nannies do? So it was, for, for personally for me, it was hard to place yourself in that, where is that, uh, uh, where the, yeah, it inter, inter yeah, crosses. Um, the experience was, was shock, yeah, it, cultural exchange, cultural shock, basically. Um, because I thought being finished, I was, a, I was a journalist back in the Philippines, and I said maybe I can use the English that I have back home to do something in Denmark, which was totally hopeless for me that time. So it was, one thing was language, another thing was the expectation that coming from Southeast Asia, there was a stereotype that we are coming here with the idea that we, we, we don't have cars. That was in a mid-Uland that I was placed in. So it was hard to, to, to break that stereotype that you have. So that was one of the experiences that I've had uh, from that first family where after that I moved to another family. Okay. Uh, for uh, yeah, just a second. Uh, for uh, my next question, uh, why did you choose to come to Denmark? Uh, it was a <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a choice between. Uh, I had a privilege to actually choose. That was one thing that I could see for some other people that that they're not have. They either I go to UAE to work for, for another project, or I go to Denmark using five hours and trying to see the world. That was my intent. But uh, I chose Denmark because of that. Five hours of work, uh, five days, uh, five hours of work, uh, hours a day work, and your free time, but it was not. Okay, okay, we still have uh, more questions, yeah. but right now you choose the song. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the song, we get the job done yes because we do so why you choose this song can you explain it it's a little bit? Uh, probably it's because a little bit of a rebel that um, as a migrant worker in Denmark we we always have to have like shoulder to shoulder see that immigrants we do get the job done for those who doesn't want to do the the cleaning jobs sometimes it's pushed to the immigrants for the other jobs that uh, the the society Danish society doesn't want to do push it to the immigrants so we do and and we are sometimes ridiculed as immigrants that we do not do anything to the Danish society, but we actually do. And I, that's why I chose that song. Okay, thank you so much. Just like that it's over, we tend to our wounded, we count our dead. Black and white soldiers wondering like if this really means freedom. Not yet. I got one job, two job, three when I need them. I got five roommates in this one studio, but I never really see them. And we all came America trying to get a lap dance from Lady Freedom. But now Lady Liberty is acting like Hillary Banks with a prenup. Banks with a prenup. Man, I was brave, sailing on graves. Don't think I didn't notice those tombstones disguised as waves. I'm no dummy. Here's something funny. You could be an immigrant without risking your lives or crossing these borders with thrifty supplies. All you got to do is see the world with new eyes. Immigrants, we get the job done. Look how far I come. Look how far I come. 
Thank you for choosing this song, Therese. It was uh, really powerful. And um, in this part, we would uh, like to ask you more about uh, how you organized uh, yourself in within these different uh, two different groups. So, Bali, would you like to ask? Yeah. So, I think you already <laughs> asked. So I, I, I don't think so we say the same word. But I think you get the question right. What have you been to men struggle in organize yourself in the construction? Because the first things we host know already is is the language and also the contracts. Yes, uh, uh, was was a problem, uh, and the main problem is to uh, to find the the leer, uh, real leaders. Because it's very important uh, in one project and uh, in one group to find uh, a person uh, who have the courage to say uh, no to injustice. And I think uh, one, uh, if you have one person to, to say no of injustice, you can organize and you can convince uh, each others. In the in the metro was uh, uh, very important to to defeat the barrier of the fear. This was the, the main problem. Because uh, here in Denmark and in, in, the, in the metro, uh, workers have fear to lose the job if say no to injustice. And uh, uh, my problem was to, to find uh, the person who, who had the courage to, to say no, we stop the job because we are not paying correctly, we are in the dangers in the work. And after I find these leaders in every site, because there are 22 sites, Uh, we start to organize. These leaders, because the people when see one single person who have courage to, to stand and said no to injustice, uh, follow this, this person. And after I find this, this leader in the project, 
uh, we we organize and uh, th the rest of the people have the courage to 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 say uh, to say no and i think uh, this uh, this is uh, a real change to to find a person who who can stand up and uh, uh, assume the risk to to lose the job and uh, be fired but uh, to to say no of of this problem and uh, this was my uh, biggest task and uh, I start with this because uh, I think uh, 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 you must we must fight back we must uh, you, we uh, I think the the solution is not to to expect to come somebody and uh, come the Danish authority uh, Danish people to to say okay this is your right uh, take no we must uh, fight back and uh, request our rights Next question I will ask you, uh, your partner. Um, what are you doing to change the, the system? Did you demonstrate? Did you try to converse your partner to do work, kind of like a hang strike for some time? Did you do something? Yeah, we, um, we had a big struggle uh, with our company because uh, they Mm, forgot to pay the money to say like that <laughs> and um, the 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 things uh, that we are trying to to do and uh, we did until now we have a, a big banner I think in the museum right now uh, that we go with this banner inside the tunnel of the metro and uh, we ask for the um, uh, to rise the minimum wage that uh, we had. And uh, we tried to say to the people, not, we didn't say it only in the metro. I, I said to every Romanian and every Italian and every, that they need to ask if they want to get. No one is gonna give you, if you stay over there and you're gonna stay quiet, Chilean time. Wait, you, you're gonna wait over there until you're gonna die. It's not a problem. Nobody's gonna ask you if you want more. And it's, it's a matter of, uh, you know, uh, the, the people that is coming to you to help you. And it's a few. Is that a problem? Because uh, we are coming from a corruption. From corruption, it's a corrupt country. So when you come here and you heard about someone that want to help you, uh, it's quite strange for us. <laughs> because you can say, okay, so what you want from me? You want some money or something? No, I don't want. Now it's strange, walk away. So here in Denmark uh, is different. What I see until now. Uh, there is not so much, there is corruption, but not so big. And uh, when you are trying to get the people and uh, to say to them, uh, okay, you have the minimum wage here in Denmark, but how? You have a collective contract, and they're going to ask you, what is collective contract? What is that? And you say to them, you know what is the minimum wage? Yeah, I know. 
No, you don't. It's zero. How? Yeah, because when you're going to have a collective contract, you have even a minimum wage. Until then, you have zero, like minimum wage. And uh, they're like, okay, we don't understand nothing. And uh, the, the problem is when you get the people and you try to educate just one, you're going to educate everyone because from one is going to take step by step to everyone. So you have the real thing. You have a person, you have all the person. Because the leader of the person must keep them tight, you know. Is that a problem that we have in the metro? Is that a problem that we have in the cleaning area? Everywhere. It's a problem because we are scared. We don't want to lose the job. Okay. We don't lose the job. But then she's going to look at you like, okay. You are coming in Denmark to steal our job. It's going to be like that, even if we don't want to see it. It's going to be like that. They come to us and they ask from television, TV2? Yeah. Uh, okay, guys, uh, why you are working on this uh, money? I said, because we cannot do it in some other way. In, in, other way, if we say that we need something more right now, they're going to fire us. You're going to hire me? Please hire me. Give me 180. I love to work on 180. But I cannot do it right now. So if you want to work here in Denmark, know the, your, your, your power. Make a strong uh, I don't know, you know, like a team. Yeah. Take a team, 11, 11 people, Ronaldinho, take him, it's okay. But make him understand that these 10 people or 11 people, they can make a change. They can struggle for the other and maybe the other is gonna come. But if you are not uh, having the, I don't know, to be optimist that the other is going to stay by your side, you're going to lose. Uh, another big problem uh, here, and we confronting with this, is the language barrier. The banners who make... Um, was because uh, I request many times uh, in the metro uh, contract in our language. Because uh, people sign contract and uh, don't know what sign. And in the metro, in the world, are many things writing about safety. Very important for the people, but they don't understand. And I, I request uh, many times uh, in CMT, uh, in the metro, uh, at the union, uh, contract in our language, uh, people uh, signing about safety in our language. And uh, one Danish friend said to me, why, Marius, you, you don't make uh, banners? 
in uh, in your language and uh, and and put outside the wall in the night and i said okay i make the banners but i put in every site inside in the site and uh, i write uh, to the banner with robert equal payment for everybody in my language in romanian because the payment uh, before in the metro was very unequal uh, danish people have uh, 220 coron uh, Italian have 140, and Romanian maybe work for 80, 90 coron. Yes, in the in the in the, in, the, in the first in the first in 2040 uh, was was uh, uh, the, our company don't respect uh, these rules minimum pay and uh, pay a fine of three million. Uh, after he changed and paid the minimum uh, pay 125, but. Uh, in the in these years and I, I make this banner with equal payment in my language we put in uh, three four sites we make a pictures i convince the workers because the workers have trust in us to to stand with the banners and uh, was a a very good action and was an activist action uh, to realize uh, uh, injustice because if uh, only talk with the with the with the union, uh, with the company, is not enough, I think. We must mobilize and act, even uh, if uh, we don't respect uh, the rules some, uh, sometimes because it's not allowed to, to go inside with something. But uh, we must to, to act. Exactly, because we have to work. I think Eden, I would uh, let you the mic with your guest. Can I? Somebody who's asking if they can film, is it okay? But I think it's different to everyone is here. There is some people who will not feeling comfortable to, uh, to film. Is it okay for this lady to, uh, to film? She's making a film about Bridge Radio. You don't want your, cam your face in the camera, you just do like this. Can I just bounce to some other place to hear? Yeah, yeah. Before I go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. I just want to answer as well and share the experience that we've had with or Oh, sorry. Um, you asked a very interesting question. I also want to share a little bit about with the au pair um, organizing it. Because when it was not me who organized the au pair, it was actually a colleague of mine. She started it in 2011 because she saw that there was a need for the au pairs to group together and say that it, it, this is not okay. Because she, the balance or the, the parameter as to, to how okay an au pair is staying in Denmark to, to compare to the domestic helpers in, let's say, UAE or Singapore and Saudi Arabia, that's what how they were balancing everything. So they would say, au pairs in Denmark are actually um, treated better than the ones in UAE, which is really mind-boggling for me, and it's not something that I could accept easily, because if you lower down your parameters to that of the domestic helper in UAE, then you should eventually change the au pair program to a domestic help program, because it, it, it isn't. And so my colleague, sure, her name is Jean, and she started and collaborated with three or five other au pairs, and they started doing organizing through FOA au pair group. But the struggle that they had, they faced, was that 
The au pair contract was only for 18 months. So how do you make this other au pairs, like 2,000, 3,000 au pairs in Denmark, mostly Filipino au pairs, see the importance in organizing and the effect of the change not happening on their lifetime, but rather on the next. So that was one of the struggles that Jean was actually sharing to me. How do we make this or let the other au pairs see that we are working, not for us, but for the upcoming au pairs. So it was a good thing that um, some brave um, au pairs did step up and um, form the union or form the group. They started, they have uh, 300 members now. And so from the 2008 that I was an au pair, we were not protected. Insurance-wise, we were only covered by the yellow card or Susie Green card. But they were happening wherein au pairs got uh, hit accidentally and died. Who pays for her repatriation back to the Philippines? There was another one who got into a psychiatric ward. Who pays for her flight ticket because it's expensive? So through that um, organizing, they were able to change and create change 2008, 2015 that the change was implemented. So it was a long time, but it did change. And so those who are reaping in a way, trying the, the changes, we need to like, how to fire them up again that the current changes will not happen in your lifetime, but you're gonna be able to change the, change the lives of the upcoming ones. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think the thing to say is will you also see because with uh, Mars and you guys, I think can also be something also exchanging experience how to, how to organize, because I think when you fight, uh, with this issue, we need to be unified and hope for the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, mostly you answered the question, but we still have uh, some questions. Uh, what's, uh, as you said, your colleague, she is the organization and au pair communication, community. Uh, what is her achieved for the future? I think she would hate it if she'd say that she achieved because it's a community or a group um, fight. So she would eventually say that the achievement that they did as a group in 2010, which were one thing is that back then, back in our years, I was an au pair in 2008, she was an au pair in 2010. So if an au pair gets pregnant, then she's automatically evicted. So now they changed it that if an au pair gets pregnant, she actually has the right to stay until she gives birth for two months. But that is just two months. <laughs> There's still a wiggle area for, for change there. And her visa is dependent on her host family. So that's one thing. They have uh, now currently au pairs of three insurances that covers them, accidental, repatriation, and while they're taking care of the kids. So that's one thing. The FOA au pair group have been consistent on also fighting for higher pay or allowance. So every year it increases to 50 kroners. And also um, au pair network is a collaboration with three different organizations, which is um, Caritas, Denmark, FOA au pair group and Kirkensindagushu So the three um, organizations are able to reach a lot of au pairs through this. It, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. So that's one of the things that she could probably say and we could probably say as part of the au pair uh, network before was that um, through, through different uh, organizations we are able to reach more than more au pairs and change a little bit. Okay, thank you, Therese. Uh, my, yeah. 
My last question is, uh, here in Denmark, uh, actually, I heard from Middle East, most of an au pairs, they have domestic violence. Yeah. But as you share with me before we start the program, here in Denmark, also some of au pairs, they have a domestic violence. Mm. Can you explain which kind of violence they have here in Denmark? Um, okay. I'll, ex I'll explain that, but, but also in interrelation with uh, what I'm currently working, because I'm hired to work in Dana Crisis Center in a project called Vientivillen, um, or now it's uh, from isolation to social integration, wherein most of the women that I assisted are, 81% of them with Filipino background, were previous au pairs jumping in from uh, au pair visa to family unification. So that in, a, in that aspect, I have assisted women who are subjected to violence, domestic violence. But when we talk about the au pairs who are subjected to violence, we have assisted in au pair network and also with FOA au pair group, um, au pairs who are subjected to sexual harassment and au pairs who were raped. And it might be a taboo in the Danish society to talk about it because the rape, the rape or the, the, yeah, the offender is actually the host dad. And the thing is that it's not talked about because of the shame. One thing is that the shame, and it's also, it's hard for an au pair to seek out assistance when, when most of the society is, or most of the community is not even open about talking about sexual harassment and rape. And sometimes um, there were cases wherein I assisted an au pair where she thought, she, she actually second-guessed herself that said, maybe I did something wrong that provoked him to do, some, to do that to me. And that is a common commonality, or I could say that it's a common thing that is happening, regardless whether an au pair is from Southeast Asia, from, e, from EU, or East, uh, Eastern Europe, we have had that, and also Latin America, we have had cases wherein sexual harassment and uh, rape happened, and there was also physical abuse. Is there any possibility to complain for police? There is always a possibility to, to complain to the police, but the problem is that the fear in complaining, and most of the girls would say that if they complain, they, they risk who would believe them, one thing, and then what will happen to them if, for example, they have been in Denmark for more than, let's say, 17 months. So it's either they, they risk reapplying for a new family, and the immigration service will, will check their visas if they have enough uh, cultural exchange program in the country. So that means that they'll be sent back to their home country. And that most of the girls don't want that. There, there is a possibility, but the fear is also great because their visa is dependent on the host family. Thank you, Therese. Thank you very much. So we continue our program. Stay with us. Yeah, and I think uh, now we just had the, our last guest from uh, one of the Danish unions. He just came in the door. Um, and the last part of the program, we will talk more about this with working together with the Danish unions in different ways. I know that the Opera Network have been working with FOA and you guys have been working with 3F a lot. Um, but before we, uh, we do this, we have a small break with some songs that you all, um, you all chose. And, um, and there's a coffee in the bar, so we will have like a 10 minutes break where you can uh, get coffee and listen to some of the songs that the people on this panel, they, uh, they chose. Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. 
rather fly so low There's no way she did right in her life It's seven men to do the chores Cause that's not what a lady's for The only thing a boy's gonna give a girl for free is captivity And I might love me some vanilla but I'm not that sugar sweet Call me On the stage, you know they just don't care I can't take the smell, can't take the noise Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice Rats in the front room, roaches in the back Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far Cause a man with the touch truck repossessed my car Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under 
Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window Watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow A crazy lady living in a bag Eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag Such a dance to tango, skip the life and dango A zircon's prince to seem to lost her senses Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps So she could tell her stories to the girls back home She went to the city and got so, so, so diddy She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV Says she watches too much, it's just not healthy All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight The bill collectors, they ring my phone And scare my wife when I'm not home Got a bum education, double digit inflation Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station Neon King Kong standing on my back Can't stop to turn around Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine Cancer membrane, sometimes I think I'm going insane I swear I might hijack a plane Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under My son said, Daddy, I don't wanna go to school Cause the teacher's a jerk, he must think I'm a fool And all the kids smoke reefer, I think it'd be cheaper If I just got a job, learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They push that girl in front of the train Took her to the doctor, sold her arm on the game Stabbed that man right in his heart Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under a child is born with no state of mind Blind to the ways of mankind God is smiling on you but he's frowning too Because only God knows what you'll go through You'll grow in the ghetto living second rate And your eyes will sing a song of deep hate The places you play and where you stay Looks like one great big alleyway You'll admire all the number book takers Thugs, pimps and pushers and the big money makers Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s And you wanna grow up to be just like them <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, Burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers You say I'm cool, huh? I'm no fool But then you wind up dropping out of high school Now you're unemployed, all non-void Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd Turned stick up kid, but look what you done did Got sent up for an eight year bid Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag Spend the next two years as an undercover fag Being used and abused to serve like hell To one day you was found hung dead in the cell It was plain to see that your life was lost You was Cold and your body swung back and forth But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song Of how you live so fast and die so young So don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man. Yo, that sound like cowboy, man. Cool. Yo, 
show. Hey, where's Creole and Raheem at? Hey, lay upstairs, cooling out. What's up for the night, y'all? Yo, we can go down to the fever, man. Let's check out Junebug, man. Hey, yo, you know that girl Betty? Yeah, man. My mom's got balls, man. Not what? Like it, she man. got hurt. Hey everyone, we are back. Please come back. Hello? Hello? We are back. Please be back. working yeah so we're back here in Tremblin house and we're talking about uh, organizing migrant work and uh, in this part we would just start by introducing uh, guests that we have from a place called Compassel and uh, his name is Nick and I'm not sure Nick Crofts is that perfect right? perfect yeah. <laughs> um, and can you just uh, present yourself and what work you do at uh, Compassel Hello, Trampoline House. <coughs> we have we have started the radio program again. You are part of a very important moment. Please listen and support this program. So back to Nick. <laughs> Can you present yourself? Okay. Um, my name is Nick. Uh, I'm employed at a place called Compassel. Um, just up the road here and uh, we work with homeless migrants who come to Denmark um, a lot of our work uh, is based on uh, helping people into employment but also uh, explaining the rules uh, so their legal right to stay in Denmark is something that we go through always on a first visit when people come to us okay so if you can just set the framework maybe can you explain uh, when EU citizen because we have this distinction about uh, people who have EU citizenship. Um, what is it acquired to enter the Danish job market? Uh, yep. Um, I guess just to quickly um, divide the two things, there's sort of two ways to look at a right to work, um, and it is all based on where you come from. Um, so we have EU migrants. Um, and then we also have what we call third country nationals, so people from outside the EU. Um, and I will start with EU migrants. Um, so EU migrants have the right to work in Denmark. Um, they can come for at least three months at the start, uh, where you are classified as a tourist. You, there is no obligation on you whatsoever. After three months, you are supposed to show that you are looking for work. Then you can be classified as... Um, as looking for work, which gives you an extra three months, so six months in total. It becomes a bit more blurry after the six months, 
because it then relies on either you having taken work or showing that you are looking for work and have a real possibility of being employed. Okay. And uh, before we uh, we get to explain what the, the requirements if you're a non-citizen, um, we're just going to play a little uh, piece that uh, is actually from uh, the exhibition here in uh, Tremblin House. Um, and it's uh, people that we've been working with who are here, but uh, not EU citizens, but have legal papers in other places in Europe. I wish to, to work and pay the tax, if they can give me the opportunity. We are not running out from Italy that we don't have a place or we don't have... The, the population there is too much and there is not much job there. Country that have crisis is like country that has war. So if you are coming from countries, European countries that have crisis, I think uh, your case should should have been considered because it's just like you are coming from where there is war. If they have crisis, you are not working in the country you are coming from, you are not earning any money, how can you survive? I think a lot of people over here, we are from Italy. Italy there, we work. It is only recently, some two years or three years ago, that uh, their economy fall. That is why a lot pack. To this country if it if it's not at least i like this i work 14 good years in italy day now this country there's not in crisis there's no job you see hope, full italians they are here they come and look for a job they will get because they are europeans people from portugal they are fully here they're looking for a job they will get because they're europeans people from spain they are fully here they get because they're europeans and what about england who come from italy yeah, what the England who they come from Portugal? Hmm? How to survive? Yeah, what is their future? Many bottle collectors with migrant and refugee background have legal papers, passports and residence in Southern Europe. People can travel around and work in Europe. But in Denmark, they are not allowed to work without a working permit from the Danish authorities. I came to Italy, I stayed there for good two years and six months before I get the, uh, listen, um, the permit. It's a European document, which you can go to any country and you are allowed to, hence you are with European document. This is not African document, it's European. They grant you to live. If me, I have my document, you see what they write, please. European, European, Italian, passport. What is the problem? I'm not European police in the name of God. <laughs> Denmark police see this. He said, why you have Italian passport? I'm not person to have. I don't need to have European passport. <laughs> why? I have this. We have European documents. All of everybody from Europe, uh, Spain, Portugal, Greece. Italy, you have documents. And Denmark, they say they are European Union. Why, if we come here, they don't accept we to go inside? Nothing. They feel like uh, we are trash, like how we pick our bottles. You know, picking a bottle is not, it's not, a, it's not a work. We are doing it because we don't see anything doing. That is the, the next option you find yourself on.
because you are not allowed to work. The other countries say, ah, I may offer you a job, you can take care of yourself. There's nothing like that here. We don't have human rights here. That's why we are doing whatever at our hand, the picking of bottles. No one chooses to pick bottles. We are all, we are all need work. If they can give us opportunity and give us working permits to do something. We are all capable to work to pay tax and to pay house rent. About the immigrants, the way they don't have chance to work, without they don't have a passport from a country he came from, he won't be able to work. They only take passport. And brother, this passport is very, very difficult. Before before a youth can get it, he will get old. Anytime I, 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 someone called me for work, I used to hold my heart. Because my heart would be beating for me to not get trouble to police. Because when police catch you, they will take you because you are not working with your paper. So that is the dangerous thing I see on it. The Bridge Radio. So this is kind of the frustration of people when they come here and they have the European documents, various documents. Some have passports, some have legal stays in Southern Europe and have been there for 10, 15, 20 years, but still they cannot uh, enter the Danish uh, job market in a legal way. Can you just explain the rules about this a little bit more? Yeah, um, unfortunately, I think I would describe this as the worst part of our job, where we have to sit with people who explain exactly these things and explain to them how it's virtually impossible without having a lot of money uh, to get into the Danish system uh, and that there is no real possibility of work without it being black work uh, here in Denmark. Um, so. In that sense, I can say that uh, the rules are that if you have a permit in another European country, um, but not a passport, then you cannot work in Denmark. You can come as a tourist for three months, then you can leave um, and go back for three months, and then you can re-enter legally again in Denmark, but you still cannot work. So it's as, unfortunately, it's as uh, harsh and straightforward as that. Yeah. I don't know if you're in a position to say this um, because you work where you work, but can you maybe just uh, tell like what is your um, ambition or what would you like for uh, for changes in this kind of system because you deal with this every day? Um, I think we see that uh, much of the system is not is not built for people coming with nothing, hoping to build a life. Um, it's a very closed system uh, in which if you have money, you will be fine. Um, if you come with a certain amount of money, even as a European citizen, you will automatically qualify for a CPR number and a yellow card. Um, however, what we try to do at Compassel and what we would hope that the commune would take on is to that circular effort of supporting someone socially uh, with a place to stay for a short period of time but also giving them advice on their job options, helping them through programs uh, that would improve their skills uh, and therefore give them the possibility of getting a job. We try to do this ourselves with a, a mentor program 
but uh, on a public or on, on a private organization's budget where we are dependent on funding not from uh, the commune, this is difficult. So. Okay, and um, at my side here, I have uh, our guest. John E. Jacobsen, and you're from one of the Danish unions, and maybe you can just start by presenting yourself. Sorry. Yeah, I'm from one of the construction workers' union, and uh, of course, I, yeah, I know uh, Myers and the metro workers, uh, done the metro workers' club, they've done a great job. Um, I'm a part, part-time uh, scaffolder, the one that built uh, scaffolds up for construction work and um, but most of the time I'm working with uh, union stuff and that could be uh, wages uh, problems with wages that could be problems with education and a lot of problems about safe and healthy so that's what I'm doing and can you just tell a little bit about uh, the Danish unions work with uh, including uh, migrant workers in the unions yeah um, roughly we can say we have uh, three types of, uh, of migrant workers. I mean, there's the illegal, illegal workers that have no rights, very bad working conditions. They are legal workers, but, but they do not got the proper wages. Um, and then there's uh, legal workers that do work on the, the collective collective agreements, but also these people, if they have a bad boss, they don't get what they are used to. The major workers know all about that. The, the worst thing is, of course, the illegal workers. We have uh, very bad stories about people that is uh, hurt on the job, and they are taking them away from the working place because they are in, in illegal ways. So... Um, Two years ago, there was a guy, he died. They didn't want to take him to the hospital. They were trying to find a doctor, so before they could uh, help him, he, he died. So that's very bad for, uh, for illegal workers. Of course, it is for everyone, but in construction works, it's, it's very bad because you need uh, education, you need to be safe, and if things, things work bad, people get hurt very much. So that's, that's the most rough one. And we don't, often we don't see them. They are working, it's a crazy thing, I think it's in Denmark, but also in the rest of uh, the world, that the people with a lot of money, they are the worst. So up north of Copenhagen, in uh, big houses, uh, illegal workers is there seven days a week, sometimes uh, 12 hours a day, and they go working. And maybe they live in the, in the cellar, in the basement, or in tents in the garden, and they get very low wages. So that, that's the bad thing. There's also uh, some uh, Ill- illegal workers in uh, the painting business when you uh, paint apartments, because you don't see them uh, in the streets, you don't see them when, when we pass through. Then there's uh, the legal workers that don't uh, get the proper wages and don't have, uh, they work many hours, uh, it is bad uh, health and safety conditions. Um, and that is also 
smaller uh, construction sites. Um, and then there's the legal workers, let us have a collective agreement, but if they don't organize, if they have a bad boss, it's, well, it's nearly the same. You can work 10 hours a day, six days a week, and in our collective agreements, if you work more than 40 hours, you have to be paid more. But a lot of these places you don't get because people don't organize. So that's what we're trying to do, to organize. And how do you work with this in the Danish unions? I also know that it's not the most... Um, it's not like migrant workers are very present in the Danish unions, I could say. Can you explain why it is like this? Yeah, you can say there's, like everything else, there's, there's some different problems. Um, one problem is that, that what the union do generally is to make sure we get a proper wage and we get proper working conditions. And if not everyone to follow these rules, then it undermines our collective agreements. Of course, there is another problem, and that is, I think it was Marius who said it before, that some Danes uh, think, oh, these foreigners are stealing our jobs. Mm. So that's, that's what we do work a lot, is to say to our Danish colleagues and to the foreign colleagues, well, if we work the same, there's no jobs to steal. I mean, there's a lot of work. And uh, if you have proper jobs, you pay taxes, you can go to hospital, you go to everything. And when you talk like that, people do understand. Um, but our problem is, of course, when you find a house, it could be up north, it could also be in Frederiksberg, a rich place here in the near. And you see 10 people from whatsoever, live in the garden, no wages, and things say, they are stealing our jobs because they are here for no money, they are cheaper than us. So we have to tell this story again and again. There is a lot of jobs. I mean, I think all alone in, in the construction works, there's maybe 50,000 uh, uh, construction workers that is not from Denmark. So, I mean, there's a lot of jobs. I mean, if you guys went home, there was, uh, we couldn't get our jobs done. So the thing is to tell our colleagues from Denmark, our new colleagues, we do this together. And if you get a proper wage, you pay tax, you can go to hospital and all the things work. So we spend a lot of time. And in some unions, they are better doing this talk than in other unions, of course. Mm. Yeah. And maybe I can pass the mic to some of our friends here who have also been working with the Danish unions. Maybe you can explain more what your experience is with the... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, this is really short. With uh, working together with the unions about these issues that you have. Um, I'm working with, uh, with 3F, von uh, Velby, BGMF, and uh, they are helping a lot. Uh, First, because he make an agreement to, to put a shop steward and a safety representative in every site. And uh, this was a first step uh, to help us. But um, uh, there are a lot of problems, even with this collaboration between workers, uh, migrant workers and foreign workers and 3F. 
and another union because we come from a country uh, when uh, in our country we associate uh, unions with uh, company they are very corrupt and the people for outside don't don't have the trust to to join the union and if the foreign workers don't join the union union uh, can help this guy very very much and this is a problem and um, uh, Danish unions uh, thinks if they are explaining the rights and uh, talk with these foreign workers, uh, they are joining the union. But it's not like this because uh, the foreign workers, um, especially for Metro, expect something uh, concrete from the union. And in some uh, in a, uh, in some way, uh, the union can offer this and. Uh, this is, is this is the problem because the the workers expect a job, uh, uh, money, a raise of salary uh, right now, and the union uh, can't offer these things. And um, I think uh, sometimes Danish way to see the things um, can touch the the salt of the migrants. And in my opinion, for this, it's important to, to find the right person inside the immigrants to, to explain in a, in, a, in, a, in a way, a cultural way, uh, to this worker, what is the importance of this uh, union. Maybe Therese, can you also, I know it's not uh, the construction, but um, can you explain uh, with the pair network, I know you've been also working with the Danish Union FOA, yeah. can you explain what is, um, what is it, what is gained for migrant workers to work together with uh, the union? I'll just look into, prim or focus primarily with OPERS, um, because that's at least what I'm, but one thing similar to what Mao said, that there was a challenge as well with one thing. Um, union is identified as something to the, 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 the left group. So the struggle for us, even for the, for the older Filipino community, for example, to allow or do not brainwash the newly coming au pairs to be a member of the union, because they would normally say that being in the union creates problems with your host families. So that's one thing that the challenge. But being part of the union, for example, for FOA, they get um, lawyer assistance. So when there's a case involve um, a host family not paying plane tickets back to, the, to their home country, um, this, the lawyer can step in and actually assist with uh, getting the money back. Also, there's, there's different things that they get from, from trainings, and that is what uh, FOO Pair Group is focused on, to d give different trainings, like red, um, what first aid trainings, that is beneficial for the au pairs. And that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. Um, our friend Maria Cayola also uh, made an edit of an interview with um, a guy called Jakob Matthiasen, mm. who's a construction worker, and I've also been working a lot of, with you guys about um, yeah, organizing not only migrant workers, but together with the Danish unions. And we're just gonna play a clip with him. He could unfortunately not be here today. He has a daughter. Yeah. Work is like any other commodity. If you have too many people who want to work in an area, 
salaries will most likely drop down. So the more people who are coming to Denmark to work, the more difficult it will be for unions to have the salaries rise. It's uh, basic economics, which also exists uh, when there's only Danish people here, because Danish people also get unemployed. The unions have tried to combat this by organizing all the workers and getting the workers to demand a minimum wage so that nobody will go under the minimum wage. That's the basic fundamental structure of a union. So that's the basic. The Danish unions need to have the migrant workers organized so that they will be part of this promise. Otherwise, the salaries of all the workers here, Danish and migrant, will fall. So that's the basic reason. Then the second reason is that Danish unions are fighting now with employers who are not Danish in their scope. It used to be that it was a Danish capitalist uh, fighting against the Danish workers. It's not like that anymore. Now huge companies, companies with resources that far exceed the local unions in uh, in this country or in any country in Europe, in fact, will organize the movement of large group of workers from one country to another. And they do it uh, specifically to uh, get high-skilled, low-paid workers. And they have the whole system set up for this. So the Danish unions facing these international capitalists with resources far beyond anything we can match simply will not win if we only organize old Danish guys. If we only organize these people, we are going to lose the struggle against these huge adversaries. We need to be able to organize all colleagues. So we need, <clears throat> we need this test, you might say, of our ability to be more global, more international. Uh, and in the future, these migrant workers will be the greatest asset for the Danish unions. They will enable us to be much stronger than we are when we stand alone in Denmark fighting these huge companies. The Danish unions are far, far behind where they should be. The Danish unions and the Danish political system as well are primarily focused on the national level. There is perhaps, I think, about 30 guys working in my local union in Copenhagen. And there are only a handful of people working in uh, the um, European Construction Workers Organization. So you can see it's grossly understaffed. And it um, tells you a lot about where their focus are. Their focus are still on providing national uh, solutions. Right now, the Danish unions are working essentially in the same structure they have had for a hundred years. They, they are not able to, uh, to organize globally. One example that I would highlight that I thought was very interesting. It is the printers. Today, almost everything is being printed in Poland, in, in Europe. It's just cheap and they got uh, good uh, factories there. But the Polish uh, Printers Union uh, uh, was very small and inefficient. So then the um, Global uh, Printers Workers Union put together a, a large sum of money and some of the best organizers they could find. And then they went to Poland and they said, we're going to help you organize the best printing workers union that we can make here in, this, in your country. Because you are underbidding us all. Uh, you, are, you are immensely qualified uh, workers. 
with good machines and good technology and you are being paid too little. <laughs> we cannot have it. And, and we should really all start to think like this. Uh, we do now at a national level. If some uh, workers in Copenhagen are paid way too little, my local union, if they're in construction, would, would show up and say, oh, you are paid too little, uh, you should, we should try to get you up and uh, you should at least get a collective agreement. Da, 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 da. And so, but we, so we do it uh, locally, but we don't do it internationally. If the Chinese uh, factory workers are working at a very low pay, we don't really take it uh, serious. They, the factory workers in Denmark, they are pressed by it, for sure. There's a survey that shows that it, it, it directly influences their salary. But their union are not putting real serious effort into helping the Chinese to be organized. They, 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 they might send them a little money Uh, they might give them a little attention, but they're not putting the they're not putting the energy into it that it actually deserves. When you analyze it, it's it's uh, super important for their salaries. So they should they should be giving like 25% of their resources only to this. Uh, but they're not not at all. So. Are uh, the Danish unions prioritizing uh, in a wrong way? <laughs> mm, yes, yes and no. Um, you know, Jakob is a very good guy. I know him very well, so so he's right about about these things. But if you want a strong union, you you need to have everyone dealing with this stuff. So I mean, if you're not focused on uh, these guys and in four these women that has been there for many years so so you need to have all the members i mean it's quite the same that like you did in in your two uh, basic organizing in groups it's, it's the same about the unions so i mean if uh, you forget these old gray-haired men uh, the members of the union because you have you have to bring them on and say, this is a, a struggle for us all. So, I mean, so we have to make organizing in Denmark. And we have to make groups, and we have to make groups in the working places. And and that's, maybe that's where we don't spend enough money and enough efforts. Because you said in the first part, um, the language. I mean, when We do the best job about migrant workers is when we find someone that can the language. We had in in ten uh, years ago we had problems in the construction sites. There was a lot of Polish guys, and we we had a lot of problems. Then we hired uh, a guy that has been here for ten or fifteen years, but he was from Poland. And we hired him, and he is uh, well. He is also very dynamic. But from now, from then on, we could talk to the Polish uh, construction workers, and we have to do the same. And and uh, according to Romania, it's a gift for for the Copenhagen unions that we have Marius and, and and you guys, because then we can meet in English. But we need someone to take to talk the language and the culture. Um, I mean, uh, 
with the Polish guys when we have to do meetings. We don't do it in the afternoon because they maybe work 10 hours. Uh, Danish workers uh, maybe work for eight hours and then we have a meeting in the union uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. But these guys, they cannot do it because they have been working for a lot of hours. So they are tired and they want to get home, have something to eat and sleep. And then they work half the Saturday. So which day are they off? They are Sunday. So Sunday afternoon we keep uh, meetings for the police uh, guys because then they come and they have a coffee and they have a talk. They learn about Danish tax. They learn about uh, yeah, whatsoever safe and healthy, whatsoever. And that, that's what we have. We have to learn to to pick up these guys so they are part of our, our unions. Um, maybe I can also ask you guys. I don't know. Yeah, this mic works. Um, can you just explain what it is you need from the Danish unions? Like, um, is it this kind of global? Because I know a lot of uh, construction work workers are not just only living in Denmark to work. They also travel around in Europe to work in different places. So, like, in continuation of this, is it... Um, yeah, what do you need from the from the unions in order to uh, to organize in the best way? Uh, we need for uh, from the Danish union more unity. Uh, 3F uh, really is a step forward because accept more uh, and invest more money to integrate the union. Realize uh, that the immigrants. Uh, are the future maybe for the unions in Denmark. But in Denmark are uh, many unions. And uh, I see in this moment uh, to the metro working electrician mechanics, they are another union, Dennis Forbund and Dennis Dance Metal. This union uh, are not uh, so open with these uh, uh, immigrants. Uh, they are want to keep the Jafro Danish. Uh, they are not involved, the, the immigrants. For example, uh, I go in the camp, in Suhavn, in the camp with the electrician, Suhavn, and uh, uh, with the Metro Club, and I try to help this guy. Because the, uh, Dennis Forbund or Dennis Metal don't want to help this guy to create a club or invest some money or integrate these immigrants. And I go and I enter in the area of the other union to help, uh, especially Italian and, uh, and Romanian, to solve the problem. Uh, the problem uh, in this moment, uh, the union are not united. I see demonstration for minimum wage was a fail. Uh, when was the demonstration was uh, 200%. In Romania, in this moment and uh, the last year, is demonstration uh, against the corruption with 200,000 people in the square. Here in Denmark, come to demonstration uh, 500 person. When uh, the union vote for something, uh, uh, a noble goal, uh, they are very divided. They are divided inside the union and it's a competition between union. And uh, how can we win with the company, with the state, with the government, one fight if we are not united, the union and uh, the nationality? I think uh, this must be a purpose. Uh, we must be in the union more, more united. Yeah.
We also have a, a long clip with uh, Jakob Mathiasen that I'm not, I don't think we have time to play it, but um, he suggests this with uh, a specific center for migrant workers. Um, so maybe you can elaborate a little about this, because when you come to Denmark, you have some of the similar issues, even though you yeah, work in construction or work as an au pair or work as uh, a cleaning uh, in the cleaning industry, that you have some of the same issues. So maybe you can elaborate on this about creating a migrant center for union or, yeah. Yeah, uh, we are trying and we are asking for such a long time for an immigrant center. We want to create an umbrella for the, all the unions because like uh, even Mario said before, uh, we have a lot of uh, workers that is not working in the, our area, so it's not uh, from 3F. So when I'm going to the 3F and I'm asking, uh, we can help this guy? Yeah, but he's not a member. So I cannot help him. And uh, it's, uh, it's not so good, not even for the union, you know, when uh, you're gonna say, yeah, you are, but you are not. You must go to the other union and ask them and maybe they're gonna do something. The, the, the things, uh, is very difficult and it's going uh, real slow because um, we don't have the support from all the union. Uh, right now, uh, some of them is trying. 3F, I think, is the first one that is uh, uh, approaching the, the immigrant workers. Uh, but uh, we have all the others that is not very happy with the foreign workers right now. So when uh, we are asking uh, for an immigrant center, we are asking uh, maybe for too much for them. But uh, like you said before, what we want from the union? I think the union must uh, learn from us, not uh, what we can learn from them. Because they are over here, they was living in this uh, small country and a happy country. It's not corruption, it's not everything. It's very, I don't know how to say, like, like a story. We are coming from big countries with corruption and everything else. You, you, you cannot compete with the foreign workers like union, because uh, when you're gonna want to get them like members, they're gonna say to us, what you give me in exchange if I'm gonna be a member? And you're gonna say, I'm gonna help you. Yeah, I know, you're gonna help me. It's not a problem, we heard this even in our country, so you are not the first. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of time until uh, you gonna have all these workers in one point uh, when they're gonna desire to, to, to be like Danish people, no? You gonna have over there a lot of foreign workers that is gonna ask. And it's gonna ask you a lot of things. 
but uh, the problem is uh, the union. The union cannot give you a lot of things. The union must say to you in the beginning what they can do. Because um, a lot of our workers ask me when they became a member and uh, the project was nearly finished. Um, but Robert, uh, 3F is not gonna find us a job. I said, guys, no, they don't gonna find you a job. They can say to you where you can find something, but they cannot give you a job. It's, yeah, they, and they said to me, okay, but we cannot speak, Robert. How I can go to a company and say to them, I want to work, I need a job. And uh, I don't know what, me and Marius, we, we try to do a lot, but we're not, we're two guys that are, they're trying to do too much, I think, because we are, <laughs> we are like uh, the pioneers, you know, and, and it's very hard for us because, you know, when you are, uh, the first time that I get uh, in the union was like uh, two years ago, and uh, I go in the union, why? Because I heard that my company lost the uh, process and I can get half some money. I didn't give a fuck about the union. I wanted the money, so I go in the union. But they said to me, okay, you must be a member. Okay, okay, okay. If I, can, I can be a member, you give me the money. It's not a problem. So I was like all the others. Uh, and uh, I was in my site, I was working, uh, and uh, some our my college come to me and they said to me, Robert, you know how to speak English. I said, yes, I know. Uh, you can help us to go to the bank and ask what is name ID? I said, yes, yes, I can, it's not a problem. I go with them, I help them, and uh, they realize what is name ID. After this, uh, we had in our uh, site one uh, Italian uh, talisman. So uh, the problem was over there that even if it was a foreign guy like a Tillish man, was very hard for them even to say to him the problem because it was Italian. And the company was Italian and they said to me, okay, Tillish man Italian, company Italian, they are together. Let's, let's forget it. And then they said to me, Robert, you want to be a Tillish man and to do something and then was Marius over there and said, Robert, yeah, we can do it. You can be over here like Tillis man. I said, okay, guys, but I'm not, I don't know a lot of Danish system and everything else. It's quite hard for me to be a Tillis man. It's not a real uh, easy job to be. And they said, okay, but we can do it. It's not a problem. We can ask you and you take the information because the, the real job for a tillisman, like foreign tillisman, it's 
to take the information, but to give the information to, to the workers, the real one, not, not yeah, uh, you can help me? Yes, I can. No, you cannot say that until you cannot, you, you don't have the information and you know how to do it. Because we can, it's like, you know, candidate for presentation. We you get a lot of promise, but you cannot do anything. Then I, I am like, okay, you have a problem. I take the problem. I go in the union, they give me the information, I give it to you. Is that the, the way that you can do it? And then the foreign workers have the information. The information passed from one to the other. They, they don't come to you, 10 people to ask for the name ID because they are knowing one, they, they already know what is name ID. So it's going all by itself. Is that the thing? Maybe, so to say, this is also something that we've been talking about that uh, foreign workers has a lot of issues that uh, unions are not uh, prepared to help with, like all of this with the NEMED, health uh, issues, how to get a CPR number. It's not usually something that the Danish unions are accustomed to uh, help their workers with. So maybe I can also ask uh, you, Therese, if it's, do you think it's it could be like, um, an idea with a like a, a migrant union center. Could you see yourself working together in uh, in some kind of way? Maybe I would just ask uh, Therese. <laughs> that I would say that would be totally, totally something that we need because uh, I know that FOA is trying to work on with the au pair group, but but there are gray areas we call it in in the, the assistance of migrant workers that the union cannot assist. Like for example, when you talk about Europeans um, having the right to work and then going back in and out of the country, the Southeast Asian, the Brazil, some other countries are not allowed to do that. So when they come in here with a legal visa, for example, whether it might be after an au pair visa and then they get a working permit, and then something happens that they ran out of it, what will happen to them in that situation. So it would be a good uh, an option to have a migrant center here. And just to wrap up a little bit with your question, uh, whether what can the union do for, for the au pairs, for example. The union can do so much, but I would really like to post a question to the Danish government instead, unless they clearly divide whether they consider an au pair program as a domestic worker program or would they consider it as a cultural exchange program, they have to be firm about it because they cannot be ambivalent about whether this is the one side and the other because they're playing or they're toying with the lives of the young women or men who are dependent on the contract that they hold and that they're dependent on the regulation of the rules within the household. Although you can see it in the papers that it is in English, so most of the girls would understand it. Um, the regulations about light household chores, how many hours that they're supposed to work, but this is not monitored by the Danish government. So they are always at the mercy of having the host families um, giving them the tasks that fits to the five to uh, five hours and 30 hours per week. So that's one thing that I would actually really 
hope for. The union is trying to push for it to be for for au pair to to push for their for their monthly minimum allowance, but it's so hard because it is not even considered as a work. So where where can the girls place themselves or the au pairs place themselves in this game of politics and everything? So that's it. But a migrant center is really needed. <laughs> okay, final comment from uh, you. Yeah. Do you think the Danish unions could um, get together to make a migrant center? Yeah, I, I think we could. Um, the, the trouble is how to start a place like that. Because we, we do need it. Of course, there's this thing about unions that some immigrant workers are afraid of the union because are they telling them to go home, you're taking out jobs. And the immigrant center is a place to meet. And it will also be a place to learn about NIMID and all the rest in the Danish society. And we do have common problems, so it would, would be a good idea. Problem is in, in Denmark, especially in Copenhagen, it's very difficult to find houses like this. I mean, it costs a lot of money to, to find a place. So I think the problem is to start up this thing, because it would be a very good idea. So if we find uh, a place, a room for it, then uh, there will be, I think we agree in the same. We have compassion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we are almost done. We are over time. So if anyone have some questions last, yeah. Thank you so much uh, to all of you for a um, really amazing and informing uh, radio session. I want to ask if the Danish politicians are lying to us when they're saying that the average uh, uh, Danish labor workforce are believing that migrant workers are stealing our work, or if you actually experience uh, solidarity within the construction business, for instance, if there are uh, host families who are acting in solidarity and unity with au pairs, have uh, Danish politicians managed to to uh, to split us and to divide us to divide us, or are there are we being lied to? I'll just very answer uh, quickly answer that. It would be very um, hard to generalize that it's. Uh, host families are actually, there are host families who would say that the au pair should be protected. But then that means that if the au pair should be protected, they're going to get the minimum amount of, uh, minimum uh, salary of a stupi, um, which will be in, a, in effect um, hard for the host families to pay for the monthly allowance. So there might actually be a clash, but I cannot really say, depending on the calls that I have had and also the information meetings that we do, we do information meetings all over Denmark before or before I stop. But when we do information meetings inviting host families to come in, the families that actually in, uh, join us are those are the good families and those are so rare that you get three to four families coming in and joining in. So, so the Pushing for the right, the rights of au pairs might actually be true. Um, 
in what you call it, it not going to be beneficial for the host families. So in a way, that point that you said might actually be true. Or contradicting. Uh, depends by, by, by the Danish people. Uh, some parts, some union want to help you. Some, uh, some people want to stop you. Uh, but it's a difference because we are uh, in the European Union and we have uh, more rights than other people. And uh, we come here uh, like in some way in our country and we demand this right because also Denmark is in European Union. It's one country. And uh, sometimes we don't understand uh, why it's, uh, we have some, uh, so much problem. Why people from Eastern Europe, many from the uh, European Union country have a lot of problem because we must be in the end, uh, one single uh, single country, and uh, uh, I think there are many 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 problems hide for the eyes of the public, and uh, this is a problem. And the politician can say anything, but um, they are below are are a lot of problems, and uh, we must to 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 make pub public this uh, this problem. Maybe the public and uh, the media don't know many uh, the, uh, our problems, and the politician uh, can say anything. I have a question for Marius and Robert. Why um, did the Danish infrastructure department sign the contract today for a new bridge to replace one of the most important bridges in this country? And one end is in the region where I live. So I was just wondering, listening to you, because I didn't know about the Metro uh, Workers' Union before. Um, and this project is happening outside of the capital, so there'll probably be even less press about the people who actually built the bridge or will build the bridge. If it is an idea for citizens like me who live there to organize and make a welcome committee, we can at least, we might not you know, be able to do legal papers and all this, but we can assist with well, you know, some services like translating, etc. I don't know if it's a good idea if we should leave it to the unions. But we know we might as well start now, today. I know a little bit about uh, this new project and about the bridge. When start a new project, uh, the interest uh, for, for the main contractor is to, to hire contractors and intermediaries who try to hire people, not people who working in the metro and have experience and they are in a case from here, who know the rules. They are, have interest, like in this bridge, in this moment are very many intermediaries who offer the job for one, uh, 120 uh, in Romania for the new workers. In the new project, this is a problem exists this interest to, to hire the new people who are not uh, know the rules here in Denmark, to don't take the people who are here with no job and uh, working previously to the... Why is this uh, interesting? Because these people who come from Romania for, uh, for this bridge, they are prepared, they are coming for a few money, they are staying in the worst condition, and uh, they are, can be exploited. 
the interest in this moment for uh, for especially for this bridge from this intermediary people who try to hire people even in my country is to hire people uh, who can be exploited and what do the union the union aspect like in a metro case expect these people to be exploited at least one year after he make a case and win the money the union uh, win a process with my company uh, around 20 million kron and uh, in this bridge will be people who will be pay less uh, don't respect and maybe in one year after uh, the union uh, strike back but this is uh, the reality you need to say something before? Yeah. Maybe you can say quickly because uh, we are out of the time now. Okay. Uh, have any advice not only um, for, for, for the union that is in this uh, place, but for the, all the union, because all the union must be prepared for this bridge. I know that the union that is uh, in this uh, place was already to the 3F and they speak about uh, how to manage this thing. It's going to be a huge thing. And uh, this small uh, union that we have over there is not having the resource to handle this thing. So I think that all the union must be over there to help them. If uh, you help them from the beginning, you're going to have a peaceful life. But uh, I think uh, it's going to be a war again, even over there. Okay. Uh, maybe one more few questions in after we stop the program. Any of... Need you ask any question? Or otherwise we stop the program soon? <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for coming, all of you, even though the weather is like this. And um, inside the installation here, you can also listen to some of the workers other places in Europe. In Barcelona, people have been organizing um, on the streets, like street workers in their own union. And I know, Mayush, you told me that you're also trying to make some kind of a Romanian union here in uh, Denmark, not in alliance with um, the Danish unions, but your own, and you have your first general assembly tomorrow. So there's also happening more things outside of your unions with organizing. Um, and you can listen to some of these things in, um, inside of the camp exhibition. One more thing, there is a, a campaign in UK, it's like one day without us, it's like every uh, migrant, they will stop working for one day just to see how the impact in the economy will feel. So it's uh, all this uh, audio file we can listen to in camp. And uh, <laughs> exactly. So we'll, f um, we'll say thank you guys to, to be here at Trampoline House. And uh, the exhibition is continuing, so let's see. Dinner? And there is a dinner. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Actually, I'm a little bit angry. <laughs> and party last time.
ดิลเดย์เรดิโอรดิโอพอลวิทยุสถานเชื่อมรดิโอเกสกุฮิร์ค